I don't think poetry was always my thing from when I was young, but I was obsessed with lyrics, basically. And then I started reading. Yeah, I kind of use poetry as a source of kind of help. And, you know, they a lot of poets, they can find the words that, that I that I can't, particularly particularly with grief. I try to be very aware of things that could be turned into poetry around me because I feel like there's so much that that could could be lyrical, um, but often we miss it. So it's like being awake to that. You know, the second you start trying to be connected, a bit more connected to the sky or, or the earth, you're, you're called a hippie and um, it's quite hard. <laughs> It's quite hard to get out of that of that stereotype, but really that's I think that's where we need to work work ourselves back to, especially with the looming climate crisis. So I think it's important to you know reconnect ourselves to to the planet um, and to each other, you know. Hey everyone, this is Nasco and you're listening to Fox Tales, the music industry podcast by Stereofox. We started Fox Tales to document our learnings in the music industry and to share some cool stories and useful tips from artists and industry professionals. If you like our podcast, feel free to save it, share it with friends, give us a thumbs up or rate us at the platform of your choice. You can also follow us on socials. We are on Instagram and Twitter as we are Stereofox or join our Discord server from the link in the description. Feel free to DM us if you have any questions or comments. So today's start to story episode is a really special one. I found Carmody back in 2014 with her delightful first EP with Tom Mish called Out to Sea, and I completely fell in love with her voice and storytelling. You might also know her from her other wonderful releases like Skin, My Jupiter and Catching Blue, or from her collaborations with Connor Albert, Edible or Alphamist. She dropped by for a chat to talk about her debut album called Imperfect Constellations that just got its deluxe version released and to share about her experience with alternative therapy and about her love for poetry. So hi Jazz, welcome to Fox Tales. How do we find you today? It's very hot. Um, I've never been so anxious about it being summertime, but uh, <laughs> it's the kind of world we're living in at the moment. I never thought I'd pray for rain, but I'm... Where are I'm you? Kind of... Where at the moment? Uh, I'm in London. So we've gone, we're going through like the biggest heat wave since like the 1970s, I think. Uh, not cool. Okay, not cool. Uh, to get the conversation going, uh, I wanted to ask you, where's the most random place you ever had a like a song idea or something like this? So I think generally like in my dreams I have and then I have to like record them when I when I wake up or when I'm like out dancing. <laughs> you know, like on the dance floor, you just think of an idea and then suddenly you're just on your phone, like, or like jotting down ideas. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, they always say that, like, when you get an idea, you're kind of channeling something otherworldly. And if you don't take it when it, it's gifted to you, then it like flies off to someone else. So I'm always there to try and catch the idea, <laughs> no matter what the situation. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's amazing an amazing story um so yeah we we're gathered today basically to talk about your album your debut album imperfect constellations mm. uh and as i mentioned we're in Stereofox, we covered you first in 2014 it was 
just before we actually uh, dropped the EP with Tom and yeah. uh, we've been fans ever since. But another reason is that I'm like huge fan of things cosmos related, like uh, think all, all things in space. So Imperfect Constellations is a beautiful name. So uh, where does the name stem from? Um, so I started getting more interested in the sky and yeah there's this book actually I've got it it's called the human cosmos a secret history of the stars and it's really interesting it's about like how we've lost connection with um the sky and how you like hundreds of years ago they used to look at the sky and and use it as a way to like build buildings or you know um like Chichen Itza, you know, in, in Mexico, they, they during the summer solstice, they have a, a snake that goes down <laughs> the building as a shadow. And that was all like predetermined by, by the sky. But now we've kind of lost touch with the sky. So I wanted to like have a bit more of a, of a relationship with, <laughs> with the cosmos, I guess. And um, I got really interested in family constellations, which I, I know we'll probably end up talking about later. But um, yeah, I was really interested in the things we passed down to each other. And I thought it kind of made like a, your family and your friends, we all make up a constellation and we're all like interconnected and interweaving, but they are imperfect constellations. You know, we're all struggling with light and darkness. And that's kind of why I wanted to put those two words together, I guess. Um, yeah. Delightful. Um, so how does it feel to have a debut al album finally out in the open? I know it's been a while, you can you can share with our listeners. Yeah, um, it feels amazing. It's quite exposing, but um, yeah, I've always wanted to have an album out and now I've done it, so it's like, yeah, it feels it feels good. It feels it, yeah, feels like I've given a lot of myself to to the project, but that feels kind of cathartic. It started quite some time ago, right? The the whole process of creating the album. Yeah, I started it 3 years ago. Um but then, you know, a lot of stuff happened in my life and I just wanted to release two EPs in between because I write very autobiographically. Um, so like my father sadly passed in like October 2019 and so I kind of put the album on hold because I wanted to write something about my grief because that kind of interrupted the timeline of of my life and of the record. Um, so yeah, I had some things in, in between but it, and it was strange because the process at the beginning, you know, I always wanted to write about my family and about what we passed down to each other, like generationally. And as those three years continued, my family constellation completely changed. So the songs changed and my plan changed as I was working through it and processing the record and everything that was happening in my life. So it was really, it was really interesting that I chose to like focus on family. And then, you know, my whole, that whole kind of setup in my life just completely changed. Um, yeah. So yeah, you mentioned the topics of the album are really, really personal. And I, I know on your Instagram, you mentioned like uh, the first thing you opened up to the 
to the public was actually your father passing away. So mm. how does it feel to share those things finally? Uh, was it more of a relief or was it really hard to, to do so? I think with the EP, My Jupiter, which is about my, my dad, initially I regretted it because I tried to, you know, I like to process my life by writing, but grief feels so massive, you know, it's something that I couldn't put into words and, you know, I find it kind of intangible and I thought I could, you know, be God and <laughs> and master it by like processing it through my creativity and it actually turned out to be a really difficult process. Um, I've forgotten the question now. <laughs> Yeah, was it? How does it feel to share those things? Was it hard oh, to? Yeah. How, was it hard to share those things, or was it more of a like a getting them out was a relief? Um, it was quite hard to share those things because um, I also think like something that personal shouldn't be really PR'd, and you know it was hard because I was I was putting something that was beyond like a breakup, and it was so emotional and so you know, to the core of myself. And then I had to try and like market that. And that was really difficult. Um, but I think in the long run, I do feel better for releasing it. But at the time I was like, what have I done? This is too much of myself. Like I felt I like I gave too much of myself to the public. Like I, I'd, you know, cause I'm very open as, as you said, but it just felt like too much to share. Um, but yeah, I was glad that the album, I had more time with the album because there are still songs about grief, but I had more time to process it. And there are lighter moments as well in the sadness, which there aren't in, in my Jupiter. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Actually, I wanted to ask you about this. But uh, first, the, the rollout of the album was in a really interesting way. So you split it four ways into four small EPs, you might say, mm -hmm. uh, by three tracks each. Uh, so they're called constellation a b c and then it's the album so what was the reason you do this you did this and can you elaborate a bit more on the topics that uh you chose for each constellation mm. so as i was writing it i started to realize that a lot of the songs were thematic and in groups i find i always write you know three or four songs about the same topic that i'm going through usually and I just had this idea of, you know, I felt like at that time in my life, I was in this memory time. So I was like, so I thought memory could start at, at, on the edges of the circle in the artwork. And then before then I felt like I was at gr in grief. So the three songs, you know, so I'm getting closer to the woman in, in the artwork. So it was like memory, then grief, and then family which is more at the core of all of us. And then lastly, it was like the center of things and Mother Earth and the universe, which is like well and mother. And, you know, I wanted to split them up because I wanted to show how they could be separate constellations, but they're all connected and they're all part of one person. So we have so many like facets of, of all of us that are all, you know, intermingling and intertwined, but they're, you know, loads of different topics. So that's, yeah, that, that's why I, I wanted to do it like that. But that kind of came quite late in the process. 
So the order of the album has nothing to do with the constellations, but it's separate. So how did you order the tracks in the album? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I just felt it. And interestingly, the guys that I mainly work with worked with on the record, we all had this little experiment where we just went off and wrote which ones would fit one after the other. And me and the other producer, one of the other producers, Callum, um, we had basically the same list, even though we hadn't nice. discussed it before, but that was just the feeling we had going through the music. And Avi, the other producer, he, he went, he went wild. <laughs> I don't know, he wasn't in the same sonic like landscape as us, as us at that time. But um, yeah, so it just, it, it, it was just felt, that was felt, um, but everything else was quite fought through. Great. And you, you did mention the symbols on the artwork. They're mm -hmm. really magical and um, very interesting. Uh, so what was the story about them in like, so I, I guess they're interconnected with the topics that you mm. mentioned, but like who did them and was there any like particular style you were going for? Yeah, so I, I really wanted each song to be just one word and each, um, each song to be represented by just one symbol. And I, cause I kind of felt that was more star-like in a way. <laughs> and, um, I got really I read this book called Alchemy and Mysticism which basically goes through like centuries of the ways we've used kind of alchemy and witchcraft and loads of different things. I was really inspired by that and I did like this big mood board and looked into alchemical symbols and star signs and lots of different symbols basically and I got really into that and really geeky with my research. Really cool. Yeah, it was it was a really fun process. Um, and then in that mood board, I had a drawing of a woman that Laura Mish had actually drew for my birthday like years ago. And it was just the, the woman in the center. So and I felt like that kind of represented me. And then I worked with Laura. Originally, I wanted Laura to do the artwork. So I worked with her and we went through each song and drew symbols together with the meaning using like just some of them like mother is just earth so it's just the earth the alchemical earth sign well is this alchemical symbol for life and like hurricane is about my grandmother so it's kind of like a pisces playing on a pisces sign because she's a pisces um and some of them are just made up like the feeling of of the songs um and then I took them to India, who works for Young Poet, the label I release with, and she kind of brought them to life, th those ideas. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an amazing process. It's really nice to hear all those uh, things. Uh, wow. Um, so uh, you mentioned in the PR text that uh, the album is inspired by you going to alternative therapy. So what is this? Um, was this alternative therapy about? Um, can you elaborate a bit more? Because I personally haven't heard about it. Yeah, so basically it's called Family Constellations. I've done it twice now, once on Zoom and once in real life. Um, I wasn't actually the, the topic, but basically someone um, chooses to uh, set out their family dynamic in front of the group. So they'll be like, um, you remind me of my mother. Or like they won't even say that they'll be like you can be my mum 
and then they'll position the person in relation to them like you know far away or and then they'll get someone like their father and put them you know close together or far away depending on their relationship and they'll create a constellation a live constellation with um usually strangers in a room and it's really like magical because people often understand more about their family from looking at that constellation you know in this room of strangers so yeah it, it really helps therapeutically i think to like see things from the mother's position or the father's position you know and it's quite an emotional um journey and an emotional thing to do but i i just thought it just felt really inspiring because again it's about the connections that we all make and human relationships and you know the bad stuff and the good stuff and intergenerational trauma and what we pass down to each other and i just love that idea and also that you can learn more about your family from complete strangers basically yeah that's that's wild actually yeah. and uh, i love how things are really interconnected in like in your mind in your creative process um so in i read an interview from 2018 that you speak about um the importance of uh, mental health especially in the music industry do you do you think things have changed uh, since then um it's it's been quite a while and there's been also a pandemic yeah um to be honest i think it's probably got a bit worse <laughs> um <laughs> oh, i think no. people are more aware of mental health and um in the uk we have um like a few music charities that offer th free therapy um help musicians as one of them so they're doing some amazing work but i think a lot of artists you know and you can see it from people can canceling tours and stuff a lot of artists are just feeling quite overwhelmed after the pandemic um and canceling things i, I think, think it's also yeah sorry uh, no no sorry i i just I, this is what happened to tom for new zealand in australia right yeah yeah he wrote about this yeah yeah and obviously, like sean mendes and uh, i think lots of other people but i think it's also harder to sell tickets because there's a cost of living crisis and i think it's just getting a bit tougher all around also the industry is very saturated so and with spotify and tiktok there's so much pre there's even more pressure to like be producing constantly and be online constantly and you know asking for attention constantly i guess on social media platforms and you know we i mean i'm not naturally a content creator and i think that comes across on my on my social media um but i think it's it's difficult you know i i went for like a walk with my friend the other day and she's amazing on tiktok and she was just like oh i was like what are you doing for today she was like oh i've carved out a few hours to do some content you know this, that's like the life now creating content is part of the the music and i i guess i wonder what it's doing to our to our creativity even though this artist um writes amazing songs so hasn't done anything to her creativity yet but um, yeah who knows yeah, tricky it is yeah well as 
I really hope things are not gonna get even worse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to go through the tracks and the record because uh, I I think they're really beautiful, and I wanted to share something personal with you because uh, because I feel like you share so much, like not with me personally, but uh, but morning morning when it got out, it it got out right after my grandmother passing away, and yeah. it was kind of this. I don't know, this kind of a magical moment in a way. And it really reminds me of her. So I wanted to thank you uh, for it. Like, like you didn't know, of, co of course, but it's like, it felt really connected. Uh, and she's also Pisces, by the way, she was. Oh. And, and yeah, like, yeah, I, I got goosebumps when you said about your grandmother. And I know it's Hurricane, but like morning really reminds me of her. And um, like dealing with loss is something that's not pleasant, but like it's very, mm -hmm. very necessary. So um, I kind of find mourning really sad, but hopeful in a way, which mm -hmm. is the beauty of all, th all, all of it. And uh, I wanted to ask you a bit more about mourning and like how mm -hmm. was it created in, in your own head? Yeah. Uh, well, firstly, I'm really sorry to hear about your grandmother. Yeah, thank you. Grandmothers are like you know, the, the center of, of the universe sometimes. And, you know, sometimes people don't understand when grandparents die, but it's, it's, it's it can be really hard. So I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, thank you. Um, and also, you know, I, I'm glad that mourning could, could be of some, of some solace. Um, that really means a lot to me. So thank you for yeah, thank you. sharing that. Um, and, um, yeah, so with, with, morning i guess it's what i was talking about before like my jupiter was the thing i needed to get out and it was just all about the shadows of of grief and then you know this was about a year and a half into my father passing and i i went to tom's house and you know we we're talking about it and he always brings out the light of of my often quite dark lyrics and you know his melodies are very joyous and celebratory and I felt like I learned a lot from him and from that song um because it you know when you're grieving you're cons you're like a new person really you're forced into this new identity and you have to grow new roots I think and find find a new ground with yourself and I think Tom helped me see another side to my to my grief, which which felt like like a gift because I I was in quite a dark place. But that song is is hopeful, like it, it it's really hopeful, um, and yeah, I, I guess that that's where I started to understand that everyone, you know, on everyone's journey in life, there is always going to be this balance of dark and light and you can learn from the darkness and turn it into light i think a lot of the time <laughs> yeah and the morning is the beginning of the new day basically yeah. I, I i find this uh, like kind of uh symbolic in, yeah. in this it's really beautiful yeah and oh, you, you gave me goosebumps then i was like i've never <laughs> thought of it like that i was just playing on morning and morning you know like morning um, yeah. a loss and more but yeah morning is a new day yeah, it's it's sometimes it's just great to you know talk about this. Um, you also created this with Connor as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was working with him on this? Um, it was great. Uh, so we, me and Tom, kind of hit 
but a creative like I don't know we were a bit like stumped mm-hmm. <laughs> with the beat we didn't know where to take the beat and so Tom was like why don't you just give Connor a call and see if he can come down and then he came down and like made this amazing beat and yeah it was it just it just really worked the three of us together um and he kind of ended up co co-producing it and put some nice kind of keys parts on it and stuff and yeah it was it, it was great working with both of them i remember it was like christmas covid time and it was very dark and gloomy but then we were just <laughs> all there right creating and that was like really magical experience sounds magical as i said yeah and um hurricane which is the third single is uh is actually about your grandmother as as we mentioned already um so I, I really love how you explore the relationships and, and the whole story with uh, her not dreaming in color. That's mm-hmm. that's just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you already mentioned a bit about relationships and um, I, but I was curious, how do you feel about the intergenerational gap? Like, is it getting wider or do we find more ways to be connected? What do you think? Yeah, um, it's a really interesting question. Um, I think my, I just actually came back from like a week, spending a week with my grandma. Um, and, you know, we learn a lot from each other. You know, she's very confused by um, the fact that um, I have a partner and we lead very separate lives. And, you know, he goes off and does his thing and I <laughs> go off and do my thing. and. You know, I'm quite independent. I can go on holiday on my own. You know, all this stuff is just completely bizarre to her, like walking around at <laughs> night time. Um, but then, you know, she teaches me things that I think we need to relearn in this crazy, you know, world of like the climate emergency. You know, like you don't have to go by the dates of food. You smell it and you, you know, like just all these, <laughs> all these little, the little things. things. Yeah. yeah, the little things and like sewing and cooking and, you know, she just has this innate, innate wisdom that I don't, I don't have yet. And it's like a, an exchange of, of skills. And even though we feel very far, far apart, like I feel like she's learning from me and I'm, I'm learning from her, you know, and I, I'm always just like, wow, you haven't looked at your phone for the whole day. Like, it's just not in her in her body like the the motion of like touching your phone and picking it up like that that repetition that movement is not part of her her language you know and it's just it's magical to watch um yeah so i feel like i do learn and i also i've learned a lot from her in terms of like music during lockdown i was singing like we we did like singing every day over Zoom or well, over FaceTime and she taught me about 50 songs including wow. like yeah <laughs> lots of like old 1950s songs like the platters who I'd never heard of and then but then she taught me a lot of like songs from Indian movies um <laughs> and the other day I was I was singing and this guitarist was like oh you have these inflections that sound kind of like Indian and I was like oh maybe it's because I've been listening to a lot of Indian music recently but you know it's kind of like we're growing with with each other I think beautiful nice. yeah. <laughs> beautiful um and 
the other track I wanted to ask you about is obviously uh, Memory, which was uh, created with Alpha Mist and Laura Mish. Uh, how was working with them? Big fan of both of them as well. And uh, we've, we've done the interview with Alpha a long time ago. And uh, hopefully we'll do one with Laura as well. But yeah, yeah. the whole, the whole, mm, the whole place you live in, like the whole, the whole little collective you've got over there is, is just delightful. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, there's a lot of creative energy in, in like Southeast London, which is which is nice. <laughs> it feels like an honor to be here and to work with them. Um, so that song I wrote about six years ago with Alpha. We were actually going to do a project about memory. So there were like four other songs alongside that theme. And it never came out. But um, when I played that memory, that particular song to Laura, she was always nagging me like you need to release that song sometime you need to release that song like every year she'd do it um, and <laughs> i would yeah i just wasn't sure and then she played some sax on it and i was like wow and it just brought everything together um and it got reworked like quite a few times production wise and yeah it was just an amazing experience and you know i haven't i haven't worked with alpha and laura that much but it was it was a joy to work to work with them really um, really hope to hear you more of you three and like obviously tom and uh, and connor it would yeah. be yeah I, I cannot imagine what you're going to release next um, um but yeah this uh this album is actually getting a deluxe uh version which is uh, something that's that's also wonderful. What did you decide to add uh, three more songs to it? Um, so they're actually, there's, it's one song and then two other in like kind of interlude songs. They're about mm -hmm. two minutes long. Um, I felt like maybe 15 tracks was quite a lot for a record <laughs> um, and quite a lot for people to, to consume. Um, but I really did still want these songs to be part of it so i guess i kind of wanted to like put them separately so they could have their own life but also make them part of of the of the record um and yeah blood the song that's coming out is is about you know one of the first songs i wrote for the record and it, it's about how we do pass things down through our blood like it's things that we haven't personally experienced um we can still feel them in in our bodies um so that's what blood and they can kind of shape our character so that's what blood is about and then sorry is just a really sad song which was also one of the first songs i wrote um which is about my grandfather who has passed away now but he got he got dementia and he said to me when he was in the care home i used to look in the mirror and call myself a king and now i don't know so i like made a song about that and how kind of sorry I was that that's how he felt about life. Um, and then forgiveness is just about some family, family disputes that haven't been resolved. <laughs> it's like a little message to the people involved in my family to try and try and forgive. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, it, it feels really interesting because I heard them uh, in, in Blood. It feels really interesting that Imperfect Constellations is used in, in, in this one. And it's actually uh, yeah. getting released into the deluxe version. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like you're, you're giving the complete puzzle, like at the end. It's yeah. like really interesting. 
Yeah, I'm going to use that. Thank you. <laughs> You'll Welcome. see on my socials. <laughs> uh, so um, we spoke a lot about uh, relationships and um, you, you did dive into this a bit, but how do you feel uh, with the technology and the world we live in? How do relationships change? Because you've, you've had this, uh, this overview in your music as well. It's really interesting. The, the sorry overview of of like, like the relationship how relationships kind of change and like in life yeah. but i think due to technology as well yeah i think i don't know if technology has been great for us <laughs> i you know you see people now even walking around just holding their phones looking down as they're walking um and i think we've lost connection i saw this this young boy on the tube the other day and he had this t-shirt and it was like i'm connected and he had like this whole kind of oh your t-shirt is amazing is that the cosmos yeah it is yeah, yeah. i decided to wear it to just like oh, as a little thing you. yeah yeah gonna have to tell me where you got that from <laughs> yeah we'll do it's actually from barcelona i think it's from oh. a random like an ancient name or something yeah oh, so nice um yeah. But yeah, he, he had a t-shirt saying I'm connected with lots of stars. And then it just said to Wi-Fi. And I was like, this is exactly, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly our, our, you know, our problem. Um, I'm trying to get, you know, the second you start trying to be connected, a bit more connected to the sky or, or the earth, you're, you're called a hippie. And um, it's, quite <laughs> hard. it's quite hard to get out of that, of that stereotype. But really that's, I think that's where we need to work work ourselves back to, especially with the looming climate crisis. I mean, we're already going through the climate crisis, but it's it's going to get a lot worse. So I think it's important to feel, you know, reconnect ourselves to to the planet um, and to each other. You know, we, I never call anyone. I don't know if you call people anymore, but I always just voice note or text. Yeah, you text, right? Yeah, and yeah. like you call them if you have something like more complex or like more important to say right but yeah, yeah texting yeah. is is the new thing and uh yeah it's it's not great yeah i would say yeah. i yeah. also feel like the pandemic one thing it did help us it's kind of at least to me is to get a bit more into nature so mm. this is the place where you were kind of hiding away from the virus and like from all the craziness and just like it makes you forget how that the world is not a great place at the moment and like it kind of continued i mean not that covid pandemic is gone but like and even with the war and like when you go to the to the nature it like it it makes it all go away and mm. yeah I, I i really feel you with um, like connecting to like nature and like in the sky as well like yeah it's really right. <laughs> it's really important yeah uh, it's it's really important um, right. Um, so I wanted to ask you about poetry because um, it's very, very present in your music. And ever since the first time I heard you, uh, how did you get into this? Was it like your your thing from when you were young? Um, I don't think poetry was always my thing from when I was young, but I was obsessed with lyrics. Like I would... Um, you know, I was, I don't know if you have like No Counting Crows, the band, but they, they released this song called Round Here. And I just thought the lyrics were so beautiful. I used to write them out every day. Like I was fanatic about, <laughs> about the words. And um, so, yeah, I was always 
into lyrics basically and then I started reading I kind of use therapy as uh, therapy I kind of use poetry as you know a, a, a source of kind of help and you know they a lot of poets they can find the words that that I that I can't particularly particularly with grief and you know with everything going on in the world I've I've been so drawn to lots of poems recently about you know the that balance of light and darkness and accepting that that is how we exist um particularly at the moment um and I have tried to write my own poetry but it's it's a work in progress uh it's it's a lot to learn actually there's yeah there's so much to think about that I never think about when I'm writing songs like the rhythms and the syllables and all of that stuff that I I never take into account when I write when I write songs but um I do love love poetry and yeah constantly expanding my the poets I love. <laughs> I I read somewhere that you're planning on releasing something like a book uh inspired by an ast- latest Stronmer. Uh, I forgot uh, the name. Yeah, um Rebecca Elson. Oh uh, yeah. Um so she's got she wrote this book. I, I really recommend it if you're into the cos the cosmos. Um I tried to like buy it as presents for all my friends and spread the word because I don't know how well known she is. Um but yeah she she got diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer and she was dying but also writing this book. So she's got this amazing poem called um Antidotes to Fear of Death which I just carry with me and read all the time because <laughs> it yeah it brings a lot of comfort. Um and yeah I guess I was kind of inspired by her to try and to try and write write something because her poems and yeah well I think well the other song I wrote with Tom was very inspired by her because she is writes a lot about the universe and things continuing no matter what happens um and I found that very inspiring beautiful I'll, I'll, I'll give it a read definitely I'll... yeah I'll send you an article um by by her yeah I would love to read it yeah thanks um, so you, you mentioned a bit about it, but what's your creative process like? Is there anything or just like things come to you, like melodies and, and words? Um, my creative process is generally that I do all three together, but I've been trying to work on that because um, I do sometimes write uh, lyrics and top line with with artists for their projects. And I've noticed that a lot of artists, you know, like Tom and uh marie sometimes marie dahlstrom sometimes and uh my other friend nate williams they a lot of the time they have the melody and they find the lyrics afterwards so they're kind of master of of melodies and i just write both together which i sometimes wonder whether the melodies could be could be slightly stronger if i didn't like think the lyrics were were, <laughs> were the thing that were the most important part of the of the song so i've been trying to experiment with that a little bit more but um generally i write i write them all together like the guitar part and and the melody and yeah um and i try and like you know be like a magpie for for everything around me I don't do you have magpies we <laughs> there you know they're like they're like birds who just always look at all the the shiny things everywhere and, yeah. and pick 
that. But um, I try to be very aware of of things that could be turned into poetry around me because I feel like there's so much that that could could be lyrical, um, but often we miss it. So it's like being awake to that. Yeah, I recently saw the uh, the Mind Explained the this episode on creativity. I don't know if you've seen it. The Netflix. Oh no, I haven't. Uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great, and it it kind of goes goes around the um, the way the mind actually uses creativity. So the the scientific yeah. way, but it it also mentioned as as I'm listening to you, like there is this magical thing. Uh, that's happening. It's not. It's not explainable, really, on mm. how people create. It's. It's really interesting. I definitely recommend it. It's like a really mm. short bit, but yeah, it's really cool. Nice. Yeah, check it out. Um, so going back to Tom a bit, uh, we did a, a sh really short interview with you guys on uh, in 2014. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, Your, I think I do. Actually. With Evo. Yeah. 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 I just saw like you you did a really funny selfie back then. It was really cute. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, this is a really short that. bit, but uh and you you've you've covered this before in interviews, but uh would you like to share a bit more how you guys uh met in the first place? Because I think the story is really cool. Yeah, so our like families live basically on the same street. Um and I was doing an EP at the time and the guy I was working with I'd already I already knew of Tom, but the guy I was working with was like, oh, we should get Tom to play some guitar on it. Um, and he came down and he like elevated the track with his guitar. It just sounded incredible. And actually, that EP never came out. Sometimes really? I listen. To the song. Yeah, oh. sometimes I listen to the songs and I'm like, oh, I should have just released this, you know, as a moment in in time when I was when I was younger. But I I just didn't feel confident in them but I still do like the songs but from that Tom was like oh do you want to come round and we'll write something together and I was like okay and this was the heyday of like 2013 2014 when you could just put something on SoundCloud and it would just spiral and yeah like there were loads of blogs and um, hype machine was a thing and you know it just it was all quite organic which was great and we weren't thinking about he didn't have a manager at the time and there wasn't a team around us so it was very um freeing there was for out to sea and his manager duncan is absolutely amazing but um the initial song the last song that we released it's called the last song mm -hmm. um which was actually our first song <laughs> um, <laughs> um was it was so easy you know we just wrote it he recorded it we didn't i think he like roughly mixed it maybe put like a mastering plug in on logic and then you know we did a photo and it was just out there um and yeah it was just it was quite it was a really creative process because we weren't thinking about it too much and that was very freeing you know now you just you know these mixes on the record that there were like eight different versions of the songs the poor producers but you know i just you kind of get in your own head a bit when you you know once you're more established as an artist and i think today it demands even higher quality in the audio but then it was it was very freeing to just be creating and releasing quite quite quickly 
how does it feel that your debut EP is blowing up actually? Uh, yeah, Out to Sea, the EP yeah. that you mentioned with Tom. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's it's great. Like people still message me about it. So that's that's really nice. Um, yeah, that's that's it's it's really nice that people still message me and it's still kind of someone asked me to play so close at a wedding. So it's in, it's interesting that, you know, songs have this longevity and even after eight years, it's kind of continuing, which is which is nice. It was a very like, yeah, it felt like a very special record for, for us. You know, it really like came from somewhere that I, I, I don't know how, how to describe it really, but it was, yeah, it was a really amazing process. Yeah, um, I, I think this this EP and um, some of the first projects of Jordan Rake and like FKJ, they were like these starting this new era of music uh, to me mm. and like smaller acts, like more underground acts blowing up. And it was all, yeah, thanks to SoundCloud and blogs and everything. But I think it was just the, the best thing is that it's, was very it's just very natural right so yeah. people are kind of i feel like people are kind of tired of seeing all those like fake and like made up pop acts and like seeing these people just creating something beautiful is like makes you fall in love with them and that's i think that's what happened probably with out to sea yeah yeah and it was a time when like you know spotify was just beginning and there was a new life for artists it was no longer like napster and just downloading there there was suddenly more like currency in the music industry and lots more artists coming up and it felt exciting again rather than just this thing that like no artists could could make a living from so yeah it was but now it's getting very saturated so it's, yeah <laughs> it's that's tipped, like the new era <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 I know. It's it's 60,000 songs on Spotify each day. New wow. Ones. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. And yeah, um, it, for, a, for a music blogger, you can imagine what <laughs> we have to go through yeah. to, oh to kind God. of find a new thing. But yeah, it's really interesting uh, in a way. But I, I think it's it's also nice that people can just release their own music uh, so easily. But mm. yeah, there's also pros and cons uh, of, of those things as yeah, you can imagine. Um, I wanted to ask about your collab dynamics with Tom. How, how have they changed since then? Like it's been a long time and you're still working together. Yeah, um, they're still pretty similar, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think I think we kind of have quite a good balance because he's like chord, chord man a lot of the time and yeah, we do, we do a lot of the melodies together. And then, you know, he always says he can't write lyrics, but for like movie, his, his, you know, that song on his, mm -hmm. on geography, he had the idea of, of making it like, um, brief encounters. I think it's brief encounters, you know, like, I don't know if you know that film. But that's I, I think of, I've seen it, but I don't remember. In particular. Yeah, that's where the quote at the beginning is is taken from that his sister Polly is is saying, and yeah, like so he had that whole idea, and and I just worked from that with him. So he's always like coming up with really creative concepts, um, and then we're kind of going going from there together. But. Um, yeah, I, I really love it. It's, it's great to work with him. He's very like creative and 
it's all it's all coming quite quite organically because he know he does know some theory but a lot of it's just from ear which i i have to know the theory really <laughs> otherwise i can't i can't like naturally do it but his his like sense of harmony and chord structure and stuff is just all quite like natural and so it's, yeah it's it's very interesting to work with someone like that have you have you guys thought about doing something again like maybe in, for the 10 year anniversary of uh, oh yeah um yeah maybe i don't know that's a good that's a good idea um he said he might like produce a few songs for me for for an ep but he wants me to go country i'm not not sure about <laughs> yeah it's a it's a big thing actually we're we're not particularly a country blog as well but yeah i see it's a really big thing uh in, out yeah. in the world yeah it is um we did we wrote like one song together the other day with um country country vibes but it was it was quite nice because you know after you release well after i'm feeling in that like creative moment in my life where i've released an album and i'm like okay what what next what what sound where do i want to go and so it was just quite fun to experiment with a bit of country okay. i don't know if hope to hear there. it yeah <laughs> But you won't be covering it, is what you're saying, no? Uh, no, no, no. We might, we might, yeah, because you, you know, because you know us, so we would yeah. think of something. Maria Fox goes country. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm delighted to hear it. Um, yeah, I, I also saw a, a selfie uh, with Marie from back then, like back in from 2007, I think. And I, I didn't know you guys worked together. And yeah, I, now in the call, you mentioned it also. But like, have you have you thought about doing something together? And like, what was did you you just played live uh, at some point, right? Yeah. Together. So she was playing in my band for a little while, um, which was really fun. Um, and then we have we haven't done anything for my project, but earlier this year, um, I spent a few days in the studio with her um, and this amazing bassist and Connor actually working on her new album. So I was helping with some lyrics. Great. And it's amazing. It's such a beautiful. Well, the songs I've only heard the songs that we worked on, but um, I really like them. And she had some amazing ideas. I'm really excited for it to come out. So we have worked together in that capacity and maybe we should do do a song like where we're actually singing together as well. But I, I, I kind of love working on other pro people's projects, even if I'm not, not singing on it. Yeah. <laughs> like going into the mind of other people is really interesting. Great. Who else would you like to collaborate with? Like any, like a dream collaborator? Oh, well, obviously Joni Mitchell, but I don't think she... <laughs> um, and then people that oh i i love big thief do you know yeah. them yeah um, adrian lenka i'd love to collaborate with her i don't know if she does any collaborations but i was listening to her song exploder of cattails last night the song cattails and wow she's just you know those people who just transcend earth she's just <laughs> she's just above above she's otherworldly i think and you know that really came across and she they're just prolific like she writes and she writes i think they're on like their sixth album or so you know like and she's got her solo project so it's it's all very inspiring um also like phoebe bridges i love her her stuff um yeah charlotte day wilson she's a bit oh, more yeah. she's she's lovely 
she's incredible. She has has she released anything recently? I'm not I'm not I haven't kept up. But... Um, I'm just curious what I I heard something from her uh recently, but I don't remember what. But yeah, I th I think she's she was on a bit of a hiatus or something. Because uh, okay. yeah, she was a bit quiet uh for a while, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I came across something uh, from her recently. I'm just going to check because <laughs> while we speak, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was something I, I found, but yeah, she's yeah, she did release some uh, double. Yeah, exactly with Lil Silva. Yeah, uh, at the end of June. Yeah, it's a great song. Leave it. Yeah, and Lil Silva was also on a like a hiatus as well, so we haven't heard from uh, him for a long time. So uh -huh. yeah, yeah, uh, it's going on hiatus as well. Yeah, um, so yeah, um, I know it's a hard question, but uh, after you dropping an album, yeah, what what should we expect next? It's have you thought about it uh, aside um, from a little country with Tom? A little country. <laughs> um, I have actually been thinking about it and I've got quite a few demos um I kind of want to do a record with with like a live band so like recording just real real instruments and just you know have all the demos arranged and then take it to a band for like three days in the studio that is that is kind of the dream um because I feel like live it'll, it'll feel more live and that's kind of where I'm where I'm gravitating towards a bit more, a bit more organic. Um, yeah, and th like theme wise, I actually thought I might use the title from the poem Antidotes to Fear of Death, if I'm allowed, um, because I started writing lots of songs about, you know, acceptance, but also about the precariousness of, of being alive today and how difficult it is for everyone but how like you know I'm gonna sound really hippie but how like love is like the continuing thread between us all but um yeah there there are some really dark times currently and and I can feel they're coming as well so again it's that balance of everything um and that's what I want to explore um yeah can't wait to hear really it's uh oh. imperfect constellation is such a trip from start to finish and love oh, it so yeah thanks for making it and uh, sharing with the world uh and thanks for this lovely conversation it really oh, thank you for your really thoughtful questions i don't know if you can hear my dog in the background but he's no, no, no 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 okay at all i didn't know yeah. but um, yeah it was a pleasure like preparing for this was not didn't feel like anything like a work or was it just such a pleasure yeah uh, and it's nice that you can get to know a person in this way like we, you can't do it with every artist and yeah thanks for sharing those amazing things oh yeah. thank you thank you for your really like thoughtful and yeah thought-provoking questions i i and for your time glad, i really appreciate glad it. you enjoyed it yeah hope to hear something f new from you very soon yeah yeah it'll be coming Cool chest, thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed our innermost talk with Carmody. You can follow her on Instagram at thisiscarmody and us at we are Sarah Fox. 
Once again, you're always welcome to reach out to us if you have any questions or just want to say hi. And of course, feel free to rate, share and subscribe to our podcast. Have an awesome rest of the day and see you soon.